Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Drain podcast for Grain Week 8. I'm Greg Northey, and I'm joined by Mil Proye of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you doing today, Milt? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. So week eight has been published. Uh, we're seeing a potential pattern showing in, in service and performance. What did you see in week eight, Milt? Well, it's not good, I think. Uh, you could sum it up by saying that CM is better than CP uh, by a stretch, but the trend for both is not uh, particularly positive as we come out of week eight. Let's talk a little bit about CM to start. 83% order fulfillment, which, you know, on the scale of performance is not terrible. But as I said, it's the trend in recent weeks that's a little concerning. CN through the first five weeks, or first six weeks, actually, uh, you know, uh, five of those six weeks were 90% or better. Uh, they were in the high 90s, pretty much in weeks three, four, five, six. We saw a drop off last week into the high 80s, and then they're down again this week. So still not too, too bad, but they're not going in the right direction, which is what should concern people. Um, at a system level, their issue is not demand. I mean, demand fluctuated quite a bit at the provincial level, but overall, CN's demand was fairly consistent from week seven to week eight. So that's not you know, what drove uh, performance down. They were, uh, unfortunately, pretty uneven uh, across corridors. Uh, Vancouver, which is always a big one for CN, was kind of their downfall. Uh, they did pretty well most other corridors. I mean, the U.S. was a bit of an anomaly where they were less than 50%, but, you know, demand wasn't high there, so it really didn't impact the top line. But Vancouver uh, at 72% really was the driver. It kind of took away from the successes they had in, in other corridors like Prince Rupert and Thunder Bay. If we look at CN's uh, explanation of this, um, which you know our listeners can do by looking at CN's self-reporting on their website, in week eight, right around the middle of week eight, they had a, a sinkhole on the Yale subdivision, which is just east of Vancouver and kind of the the principal access to the port, if you will, for CM. Uh, and that took their track out for, I'm going to say, 24 to 36 hours. They're not overly precise or detailed in their reporting, but they suggested it went out on the 20th of September and came back on the 21st of September and claimed that that is really what impacted their performance. It's safe to assume it had some impact. I guess we have to ask ourselves uh, how big an impact can 24-hour disruption like that have? Because they're also uh, kind of inferring or, sorry, implying that, uh, you know, this could impact week nine as well. So the concern there would be um, that what is not really a large disruption in the railway world, they are spinning to have a fairly broad impact, you know, which would suggest they're running things pretty tight. Uh, which could be concerning given that demand is still on the uptick and it's just going to get bigger. So something worth watching. CP is a completely different story. It, it's hard to believe uh, where CP is at this year through the last three weeks. If people remember how CP started the last grain year, recognizing that demand was, was low, but they basically went on a 15 or 16 week run 
to start the grain year last year where their performance was averaging like 98% a week. And then while they struggle a little bit in the wintertime, as they often do and CN always does, uh, they finished out the last grain year very strong and started this grain year very strong. They were something like 23 straight weeks at the end of last year and the beginning of this year uh, where their performance was 90% or better week in and week out without fail. So to see them struggle the way that they have in weeks six, seven, and eight, where their performance has gone from 73% to 79%, and now this week down to 63% is surprising to say the least. It's like, you know, two extremes. So we had thought when we saw week six performance and even when we saw week seven performance that maybe this was an anomaly you know demand was ramping up week six and seven were the first couple of weeks where cp had seen demand really surge so maybe there was an adjustment window that they hadn't quite gotten right we gave them the benefit of the doubt and then we get week eight and it's even worse so i think the the argument or the defense that, you know, the first two weeks of this kind of performance were anomalies is probably behind us. And what's concerning is that they're gravitating towards systemic territory, which would be the worst of all outcomes, frankly. One of the things that hurt CP this week was the cancellation of shipper orders. They canceled over a thousand of them uh, or orders equating to a thousand cars, just for clarity which is very uncharacteristic for CP. This is something we've seen from CN year after year after year, and it typically ramps up in the winter time, but, does, but that's not been the case with CP in the past. So they've changed something uh, in how they're dealing with this issue. And what we saw this week for the first time uh, was mass cancellations from CP uh, and shippers took them to task on it and that hurt their performance. although. You know, even if you took that factor out of the performance calculation, their performance still would have only been, you know, 72 or 73% on time. So yes, it made a difference, but it's not the whole story behind what we're seeing in CP's performance, and people should understand that. The other thing that's concerning with CP is uh, that performance failures look like they're spreading. We had talked in the last couple of weeks about how you know, CP's struggles seem to be kind of concentrated with a handful of shippers as opposed to, you know, across the spectrum. Well, what we've seen in week eight is that, you know, those failures are spreading. Uh, it's impacting a larger number of shippers and some shippers more significantly than others still granted. But the, you know, the narrow has become the wide. So that's concerning because, you know, like anything, it's always easier to fix a fairly concentrated issue than it is to fix a widespread issue. The other thing that's concerning with CP is the level of outstanding orders that they're carrying from week to week to week. Coming out of week eight, they're right around 1,500 outstanding orders for the third week in a row at that level. And that's not good because uh, as we've talked about before, all that does is get layered on top of the new demand that shippers are putting in for the subsequent week, which is making the effective demand that the railway is trying to service even larger. 
And at some point, you just can't catch up. You know, we're used to seeing this uh, plague the railways in the wintertime when the system is slowing down and it, and, you know, arguably gets harder to catch up. But we're in, you know, week eight is not even the end of September and they're already there. So if they don't get this fixed uh, soon, it's probably going to be with them through the winter. I mean, there's only two ways to deal with this. And one is to significantly increase the number of cars uh, that you spot empty in order to both eliminate that outstanding uh, demand as well as deal with the new demand. And that's not likely something they can do in a week, but they probably could do over the course of two to three weeks. And the second option is to do something like what they just did in week eight, which is to basically say, we're going to cancel all of these orders that are outstanding, or we're going to cancel orders, uh, new orders that are being placed by shippers in order to lower the level of demand that we have to service and, you know, get the playing field level uh, going forward. The penalty they pay, of course, is they pay on the order fulfillment front. So they would have extremely poor performance in a given week with the idea that they would be getting better, you know, in the weeks that follow. So it's going to be interesting to see how CP deals with this issue, but I have a hard time imagining that, you know, they can keep doing what they've been doing the last three weeks, which is hitting 70% or less of order fulfillment and having this constant tail of outstanding orders that they're dragging from week to week to week, because that picture is just going to get worse, not better if they don't do something about it. Yeah, definitely not a great outlook there for for CP. Is it still the case, Milk, that, that they are seeing higher demand than CN? They are. Uh, their demand actually in week eight was surprisingly high, um, you know, over 7,000 orders. I'm not sure I've seen that in the last five years. It is consistent with the idea that, you know, this year was going to be a lot like two years ago, 2020, 21, when we had the record year. And it's really about, you know, how fast the demand comes, which is based on geography. We've seen CP's demand uh, higher than CN's consistently this year, consistently last year. I would expect CN's demand to pick up here in the coming weeks. But yeah, right now, CP is, is, uh, has got much heavier demand than CN. And based on what we can see going out to week 10, it, it doesn't look like there's a lot of breaks coming in the next couple of weeks, frankly. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, provincially, for, for CP, anything catch your eye on particular provinces taking the brunt of this? Uh, they're not very good anywhere, frankly. Um, you know, this week in particular, Manitoba uh, saw a huge drop off, uh, 44%, which is probably the worst performance that CP's delivered anywhere in a very long time. But even Alberta and Saskatchewan, uh, we're not great. Alberta, 65%. Saskatchewan, 72%. They have outstanding orders across the board in all of those provinces. Um, and again, you know, you look at Manitoba and and demand is ramping up. And, you know, they're carrying something like six or 700 unfilled orders from week eight into week nine. So they're just compounding their problem. And, and it's the same story, really, uh, pretty much across the three provinces, it's, it's uneven performance uh, on a corridor basis, uneven performance on a shipper basis, 
lots of outstanding orders that are piling into future weeks. Um, it's not good. CN, uh, they're better, uh, much like they have been in, uh, in recent weeks at the system level, but their trend is down. Uh, I mean, Saskatchewan, I think, basically stayed even this week versus last, but Alberta's declining, Manitoba's declining, and, and they haven't seen you know, the peak of their demand by a stretch. If history tells us anything, <laughs> we're at the beginning, not the end. So not good. You know, winter is going to come, demand is going to rise, and if performance is this shaky, uh, to use a word at this stage, it's, it's going to be interesting, probably not in a positive way, I would suggest in the coming months. Yeah, we're definitely seeing some downward trend and clearly demand's going to go up. I mean, this the reality with the, the grain sector is, is demand is high at this time of the year. This is the window when we're, some of them, we're, we're most competitive in world markets. And so this is when we need to move the grain. So this is this is the focus right now. And so when we're not seeing that performance, it becomes it becomes concerning. Looking forward, uh, Milt, you touched on a bit of this. Uh, it's highly unpredictable, obviously, but what should we be looking forward to in the next uh, few weeks here when we when we see whether we're de- definitively on the downward curve or, or potentially recovering? I think the next couple of weeks are probably gonna gonna tell us something meaningful. Uh, I know I've said that before, but I think given where we're at, particularly with CP, I think the next few weeks uh, will give us a fairly strong signal about what we can expect as we head into, you know, the back half of October, November, and December, which are the peak shipping months for grain. I mean, if history tells us anything, in week eight, we are at the very beginning of the peak shipping season. Demand traditionally doesn't tend to peak probably for another month or six weeks, which is why we say demand for both railways is likely to continue to rise in the coming weeks. Very surprised, obviously, as we've talked about, that that CP uh, would be the first to uh, stumble. I think generally people, certainly based on the performance we've seen from CP the last few years, would have expected that to be CN. But of course, you know, Predicting railway service is like trying to nail the lottery. It's not easy. So yeah, uh, the biggest concern, as I've said a couple of times already, is we're seeing outstanding orders climb. It's early. CP is way higher than CN, but if, you know, and it's easy to forget about CN when people are focusing on how bad CP has been. But if you look at CN, you know, they had basically no outstanding orders in week six. Then they had 500 in week seven. And they come out of week eight with 650 plus. And, you know, we have some insight into what's transpiring in week nine as shippers are preparing their reporting. And we can already see that, you know, CN is canceling some orders uh, in week nine. And CN's week 10 service plan, which we can also see, is showing, you know, outstanding orders coming out of week nine and into week 10. So I'm not sure the picture is going to get better for CN. Uh, We have less visibility on CP, unfortunately. Uh, But they, at this particular moment, certainly have the higher hill to climb. Well, we'll see how those steep those hills get for the the railways as we continue uh, to see these reports. Um, Once again, thanks for your insight, Milt. For those who would like to see the reporting, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.